it's a hot topic among many of us in here these days is prosperity gospel. We all hear the preachers on TV, give, 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 and you'll have wealth, health, and abundance, and, and uh, it's something that it bothers me. It bothers me because this is a prosperity gospel. It is. But it's not prosperity as worldly treasures. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 2, we're going to talk about what Jesus said this morning. Matthew chapter 5, verses 2 through 12. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who persecute for righteousness' sake, for there is, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you, falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning to say thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your good news, for your gospel. Lord, I ask right now that you just you hide me behind your cross, Lord, that you only let your words shine through this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your love and your mercy upon all of us. Lord, I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all be seated. So we think of prosperity gospel as health, wealth, and abundance. I'm going to give, 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 and I'm going to receive, receive, receive. I hear it too many times. I've watched too many videos on these guys out here saying that if something's going wrong in your life, well, you're not giving enough. You need to give more. If something's going wrong in your marriage, well, you're not praying hard enough. You're doing something wrong. That's not what the gospel teaches. He tells us that there will be trials and tribulations in this earth. He tells us right here that we're going to be reviled. We're going to be slandered against. But we find peace and comfort and joy in all of that. It says, uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I mean, these aren't good things. These aren't things to go out bragging to all your friends about. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Wow. I think of myself as a meek guy sometimes. I don't like to draw attention. And Yeah, who am I kidding? I do. <laughs> It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
Not blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Yeah, yeah, we feed the poor and, and you know, we've been hungry a few times ourselves and I've prayed and prayed for food to come and, you know, it didn't come right away. But he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. These are not worldly things that we're, we're getting blessed with. These are eternal things we're being blessed with for His name, for His, His cause. The good works that we get to do on His behalf, they're not going to get us things here and now. Look at Jesus. Did He come to be a king and, and have riches and rule over, over land and things like that? No. He was a servant. He washed the feet of His disciples. I mean, this guy walked up to lepers. Nobody wanted to be around a leper. He walked up to them and held out his hands and touched them and cleansed them. Man, that's a servant. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who persecute for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Man, I love how he keeps spilling all this out. Blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. But he doesn't say blessed are you here on this earth. He says, says, Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. He tells us right there, where do they get this? This nonsense that if I give and give and give till I have nothing left, I'm going to receive, receive, and receive till I can, I'm just overflowing. I don't get it. For your reward is great in heaven. And then he tells them, he says, For they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I mean, he's talking to his disciples right here. He's standing in this great big crowd of people, and he's got his disciples right there with him. And he's telling, him all these, telling these guys all these things that they need to rejoice in. And he said, the prophets that came before me, they persecuted them also. Turn to uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Talk a little bit about... It says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says, Take up my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There's our prosperity gospel. That's what we hold on to. That's what we hold fast to. I'm not worried about what this world is... is saying needs to happen or needs to come next in life. I mean, we, we all follow the, what are the Joneses doing? He said, come to me all who, are, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Man, this world is hard, guys. It's hard. Every day I wake up and start all over again, and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, but I take comfort. Because I know I have rest in Him. He says, take up my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take up my burden with you. Walk with me and let me teach you. That's what I'm glad to do. I carry it with me everywhere I go. 
to work, in my marriage, in my friendships. I have His yoke upon me. And the world can see that in the actions. He can, they can see that in your words, your actions, how you handle situations. They see us as somebody that they, that man, I want to I have a piece of what he's got. How is he that comfortable? Because I'm telling you what, I walk beside him and I deal with the same things he does and I'm not as happy as that guy is. It's because I've taken this yoke upon me. I'm not putting my comforts in this world. I'm not putting my, my hopes and my joys in, in my retirement or my future. I put them in my God. And whether... I live to be 80 or I live to be 50 or I die tomorrow. I can die with comfort and peace in my heart because I know that I've done His will. The best that I can do because I'm not going to get it perfect. You're not going to get it perfect. He says, For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Man, to walk through this life and have that comfort. To walk through this life and know whatever situation is thrown at me, I can hold my head up high, puff my chest out, and say, bring it. I have a good woman beside me, and I have a great God over me. I can handle whatever it is. That is an amazing thing. That is a prosperity gospel I can hold on to, that I can share with the world. I met with a woman last night. She keeps coming to mind this morning. I worked with this lady for about two and a half years. And I can walk into work some days in the worst mood. Not even, oh, just hated looking at this place. It was a Tennessee truck stop. And I knew my job was to go clean the toilets. I hated it. Hated it. And I'd walk in there some days and I'd just, ooh, I'd be cussing mad. And I'd walk past that fuel desk and there she'd be standing, just smiling. And she'd want to know, well, how are you doing, Sean? And I'd tell her how I'm doing. I wouldn't hold back. <laughs> well, at least you got something to do. Or it'd be, and she'd say anything all the time. I mean, you never knew what she was going to say. But it, it was how she would say it and with that smile changed my whole outlook, changed my whole work day. I'd be going through there thinking, you know what? She's right. And I'd clean that nasty toilet with the biggest smile on my face. I'm just kidding. I'd plug my nose. <laughs> but for her to walk, in, or to, to walk into a room and see somebody so happy, it, it rubs off on you. To have that confidence in life to know, you know what, no matter what, it's going to be okay. And she would rub that confidence onto anybody that come in there. I've watched truckers walk in there just mad about everything in the world and then walk out a little less irritated. I went and visited her last night. She's laying on her deathbed right now. And I walk in there and she's still got that same smile. Same smile. Lights up the room as soon as you walk in there. And I, and, you know, I just have. There's only one way you can have that. There's only one way you can have that kind of peace to know that it's knocking at the door. Death is there. And she's still smiling. She's ready to go. 
And I thank God right now she is not in any pain. She's laying there. She's not in any pain. She, they sent her home with all kinds of pain medicine, but she hasn't taken any of it. That's God. He said his burden is light. She's trusted him, and he's taken care of her. And I pray, I pray that when she leaves this world, them, them, them pain pills are still sitting on that counter, not touched. Man, that kind of confidence to be sitting there. I just that, that is a prosperity gospel. That is something worth holding on to. That is something worth sharing with the world and not being ashamed of it. Guys, they've taken the, the rainbow. It means something else now. Don't let them take your gospel too. Don't let the world think that the gospel is not good news. What does gospel mean? Good news. It's great news. So when you've got people out there slandering the gospel with this prosperity gospel, it makes me upset. Why? Why are you trying to take this from me? Now when, when a non-believer hears the gospel and they hear about the prosperity gospel and they hear the real gospel, they think nothing but burdens and laws and thou's and, the, and thou nots and I just can't get my mind around it. Why would you ever follow such a thing? Let me tell you why. Hold fast to this. Don't let the world change what we have. Don't let them make it something to be ashamed of. Don't let them make it something that nobody wants to have a part of because I'm telling you what, everybody needs to know this. Your brothers, your sisters, your friends, that aunt that won't stop kissing you at Thanksgiving that just drives you insane, they need to know this. Don't be afraid to share it with the world and don't be afraid to call it good news. Turn to John chapter 4. Verse 13. It says in verse 13, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I give, the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Wow. I mean, do you need to add anything to that? You do need to take it into context because next thing the woman asks is, well, let me have some of this water that I may not have to draw from this well again. You know, even then, she's still not getting it. But you have to take what Jesus is saying right here. These are Jesus' words. I mean, do you need to add anything else to that? He's not talking about physical water. He's talking about the knowledge that He's given you. He's given you a relationship with God. He is fixing that broken bridge that we have broken through the sin in, our, in this world, in our lives, that we're born into, that we, we have in our DNA. He's taking that, that self-condition that we have and He turns it into a selfless condition. And He fixes that broken bridge because now I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about what will happen to me. All I need to care about is getting this news out. 
I need to get this to the world. I need to share it with everyone around me. You're, <clears throat> I'm a blind man who has been able to see because of God. I mean, why would I not want to share this? And no, I'm not seeing because I got special glasses. No, I'm a blind man in this world because I was walking in sin. Blind to it. Not knowing anything, any different. I had no, no gospel at all. And then God gave me this gospel. And he changed my marriage. He changed my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my friends. He changed my work. Because now I can get up every day, no matter if I'm hurting or grumpy or whatever, and I can put a smile on my face, I can take that deep breath and know today's another day, another chance to get it right. And I'm probably going to mess up before I even leave the house, but I got another chance to get it right. I mean, come on, guys. And just when I think that everything is good and in my life is in order... He gives me a gift that I never thought I'd receive. Never thought I'd receive. That was the last thing on my mind. I had done taking this, this life of mine, and this was my testimony. This is what I will share to the world to the, to the end. And then he says, you know what? It's time for a change. Man, that's prosperity. I'm telling you what. I, I'm not afraid to call my gospel a prosperity gospel because I know, I know that it speaks truth. And I know that my prosperity is not going to be of things in this world. My prosperity is going to be in the kingdom of heaven. That's what I work for. That's what my good works go for. Ain't nothing here that can satisfy what he can satisfy there. Ain't nothing here going to do for me what I can have up there. And I can't wait. He does have news for those that do teach this gospel that isn't, isn't right. And I don't even want to call it a prosperity gospel anymore. He has, he has words for those. In Luke chapter 20 and verse 46, he's telling his disciples, says, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and love the greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. We see that today. We see that in these, these ministers that, that take this word and they twist it and they use these, these weaknesses and these followers to make their own lives better so they can have big fancy houses and big shiny cars and jets. These are the scribes and the Pharisees that he warned us about. They will receive a greater condemnation. You know, as good as they might look like they have it here on earth, I do not want to be there on their day. They are twisting his words, manipulating his followers. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want that on my, on my, my burdens. That, that's a heavy load to carry. Do not change his word. 
His word is perfect the way it is. No matter what interpretation you read, King James, New King James, NIV, ESV, whatever, it's still His word. You need to study it and keep it in your heart. It will change who you are. It will change you. It will change how you react and your anger. It will change how you act as, as the kindness in you grows. I mean, that's what we have the fruits of the Spirit for. These are the actions, that the, the changes that it makes in us. That's the, the fruits of the Spirit are what shows. I mean, when you can walk through this life and not have to worry about anything because you know no matter what, God is going to be there for you. Man, you don't, you don't need to worry about what other people are saying and doing. You just hold fast to His Word. Man. I feel like I've only been up here five minutes. I hope it's been longer than that. I told you I was going to get there before the buffet line. So don't, hold, don't, don't think I was going to stand up here for 30 um, Man, I just, it just, it eats me because we've been on, we've talked about this, I've talked about it with many of my friends in here. The prosperity gospel. This follower and this follower and this follower and how they're just misleading everybody. And the more I got to reading the gospels, because that's where all my scripture come from today, I mean, I wanted to know what Jesus said. What did he say about it? And when I got to reading what he was saying, I was like, well, how was, how was this not a prosperity gospel? No, I'm not going to get health, wealth, and abundance here on earth. But man, when I get to heaven, boy, what a day that'll be. You know, it, it just, I don't know how you can read that and not have hope and joy and comfort. It says, do not be anxious. Do not worry about where your meals will come from or the clothes on your back are going to come from. Trust in me and, and, and I will take care of you. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I'm still here. Man. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for me. That's all I can say. That's all we should be able to say. No matter what you're dealing with today, whether it's sickness whether it's debt up to your eyeballs, no matter what it is, take comfort and know that He's got your back. Peace will come to you. You just got to look to Him. Don't expect that debt to disappear. Don't expect that sickness to go away. Just know that it's going to be okay. There ain't no amount of anything in this world that's going to make you feel any better than, than Jesus Christ opening up your eyes. Because once you get that, you will feel better. No matter what, you can meet with the woman on her deathbed and watch that smile shine through the room like it did when she was running and jumping leaps and bounds over everything. That's comfort. That's peace. That's joy. And I hope that we can all have just a little of that. I hope that we can take that into our daily lives and watch as the onlookers watch and, and say, well, there's a Christian, let's see how they handle this. There's a Christian, let's see what happens when they fall. I want to be there to point the finger. 
And when you fall and you stumble and you get back up and you brush yourself off and you keep going, watch the look on their face as they say, wow, I couldn't have done that. How did you do that? And then you share with them. You share with them the good news of the gospel. He tells us all through this book, from front to back, from Genesis to Revelation, his good news. Take it. Share it. Thank you.